0: This podcast is produced by KPP Financial. Steve Peasley, President. KPP Financial, independent thinking, shared success. And now today's podcast.
1: Well, hello everybody and welcome to Invest talk It is Tuesday, August 18th, 2020. And we're already halfway through the month of August and quarter three seems to be moving pretty fast. Labor Day is right around the corner, as you know, so that's always a fun holiday. And the investing landscape looks a lot different this summer than it did a year ago. Lots of things have changed, and of course, most of it can be placed at the footsteps of COVID-19 prices. it's produced. So, like it or not, we're living in a pretty historical significant period. People will be looking back at at this period, uh, looking at what the government did, what what actually happened with COVID nineteen and well I, I have no idea what history will say, but it will it is a historical event. And of course for investors also it's been pretty unsettling. So if you're serious about reaching your financial goals, you've got to be prepared for continued volatility. So far it's been a lot of up volatility. A lot of up, which has been great. We had that one huge downstroke about thirty five percent when this all COVID all started. And since then, it has been struggling up and up and up, and we're right where we were before COVID-19. That is a remarkable achievement in my opinion. But it's a lot of volatility, that's for sure. I'm Steve Peasley, and today in this program and podcast, I'll do my best to provide unbiased answers to your financial and investment questions. That's what we do here. We've been doing it for many years, and we're gonna continue doing it for many more years. So I know you want, you know, suggestions. I really can't suggest a stock or a strategy, but I could probably suggest a strategy, but I can't I can't suggest stocks. You can ask me questions about them, and I'll answer them. The reason, the SEC has rules about that. I cannot tell you what to buy on the air. If I manage money, which we do at KPB Financial, I cannot bring up stocks, buy this, sell that, buy it. I can't do that. But if you ask a question about a Pacific stock, Specific stock, I will answer it. I am allowed to do that. So let's get to it. I want to do it. I promise you. I, I My number is 888-99Chart. I'm ready to take your calls. That's a live number. We're live Monday through Friday, 4 to 5 Pacific time. 888-99CHART. So here in Invest Talk, and my company, KPP Financial, in Irvine, California. We always go by the same philosophy that we talk about every day, and that's independent thinking and shared success. So that makes us a bit different, quite a bit different from other advisors because we do you know, dedicate ourselves to unbiased opinions and guidance. We recommend investments and strategies we implement for ourselves. We call this parallel investing, meaning our investments, my investments, my money rise right along with our clients. Buy the same stock, same bond, same everything. in individual individual account. Uh, d- different type of program we have. We have five of them. And I buy the same thing for you as I do for myself. Same time, same price, same percent. My money is right with yours. And as you know, since this COVID-19 started, you know, I have not been traveling around the country, which I wore, which I did quite extensively last year. This year, not so much. I did one trip to New York, I think, and uh, it then COVID hit. But we are, man, we are looking at people's portfolios. We are talking to people about their financial future and their financial situation, their current situation, how to achieve that financial freedom that we talk about. So if you want to do that, we'd be happy to do that. Send me an email at investtalk.com or call KPP Financial in Irvine, California. And, of course, that's investtalk.com with two T's, investtalk. Okay, my focus point today, is there more short-term pain ahead for gold and silver? You heard me and Justin talk about it ad nauseum and that it should be in your portfolio, and we had a nice pullback, which gave great opportunity for people to get in. But are we done with the pain? Or is there going to be a deeper pullback? So got a couple of opinions, we're going to discuss that. It's going to be the main talking point the main focus point for today's show. Now, of course, I got others. Housing starts, the numbers came out. Housing starts, and they were spectacular. We're going to talk about that. Um, Did you see that Boeing offered a second round of buyouts, retirements, 7,000 people? I think that's something we should discuss. And lawsuits. Okay, lawsuits may spread the antitrust push by government against Apple and Google. Epic's Fortnite game company, Epic um, produced the Fortnite game. They brought a lawsuit against Google and Apple. I think that was uh, kind of interesting. It might be something important that we need to discuss. The market today, the Dow was down 67 the Nasdaq was up 81 and the S B up eight. Mixed market day uh, with the tech, big tech moving up and big companies moving down outside of tech. So interesting day today. Of course, you know, you realize I, I find these days always interesting because this is what I do and I like doing it, I enjoy it. So when I say interesting, maybe it's not so interesting for you, but it is interesting for me, okay? I apologize for that. Let's talk to Lou in New York. Hi, Lou.
2: Hi. Thanks for taking my call. I have a question. Thank you. Um, Well, a couple of questions about Nikola, um, ticker N-K-L-A. Um, hey. Firstly, i I'm wondering if you think in the long term it will be a prosperous buy. And I'm also I'm curious to your opinion on uh, why you think that this is not doing as well as its uh, rival Tesla. And also, um, would you recommend holding off and buying this until after the election?
1: Okay. Uh, Nikolai Corporation. Yeah, It's a $16 billion company. It's amazing that it $16 billion and has no sales. That's one of the problems, Nick, uh, Lou. There's no sales. So Tesla has tons of sales and have had lots of sales for a long time. And of course, Tesla's now making money. But... This company doesn't have any sales. Manufactures battery electric and hydrogen electric vehicles, electric vehicle drivetrains and components. But there's there's no sales reported yet. So I'm not sure, you know, they don't, they're they not making money. They're burning money. They lost 11 cents a share in 2019. They're scheduled not to make any money here to this year. So the stock rose from below 10 uh, to about 90 and today is at 41. So the stock popped up on hopes of strong sales, but there is no sales yet. So maybe they're taking orders. Uh, here's what I said, Tesla, all the rest. Uh, there's some articles out there that might give us some more, you know, flesh out the facts of what's going on with this company. I, I just need, I need to have time to read them. But I can just tell you that, it's not going to act like Tesla until it has sales, and the sales are fast growing, very, very fast. Doesn't have to have profits yet, but sales have to be growing fast. And this company has no sales yet. That's why the problem. So I would be very careful with it. Just be very careful. You listen to Invest Talk. I'm Steve Peasley. Summer is moving fast, we, we, and we and we are already watching them. We all mark watching the markets. It, it, you know, summer is an interesting time because there's less traders. But I think more traders are home this year than in past years because, you know, because of the COVID. Everybody's staying home. So we have to look to what's happening in the market. We can see that it's still pretty strong. Only two emotions matter in the market. And that's fear and greed. And apparently we have greed in our teeth right now. The market is looking at greed. So we'll see. We understand the necessity of managing risk. I hope you are paying attention to your portfolios. I looked at several portfolios today and they were very high risk. No one's really paying attention to managing the risk. You need to rebalance. You need to make it effective. you got to have an effective strategy. Therefore, you need to rebalance when things get out of, out of sequence or out of, I don't know, balance. Balance meaning you don't have too much or too little of any one stock. You have a good balance. You don't have too much of an aggressive stock versus... Maybe conservative stuff. Maybe that's what you want. But the balance depends on you. How aggressive do you want to be? Okay, so then you got to balance your portfolio to match that aggressiveness. That's the key. That'll be able to deal with volatility. You got to do it right. So we would talk about this, and your participation is an important part of the mix. It always is. So make sure you call. We're taking your calls live at 888-99Chart.
3: It's an Invest Talk Tuesday. Steve Peasley is here today taking your calls live. How's your portfolio doing? Are you prepared for continuing market volatility? You've got questions? So call Invest Talk 888-99 chart.
1: 888-99 chart. We're going to talk to Eric in Long Island and that's in New York uh, and I've been there many times. It's a really interesting place. Eric.
3: Hey, how are you? Thank you for taking my call. Um, I'm Thank calling you. about ticker symbol ALRM, uh, alarm.com. I'm interested in them because I think it was last week or two weeks ago, Google announced the partnership with ADT, which is another security company. And the result of that was um, alarm.com stock, went down and i wanted to know what you thought about it at this valuation Um, was that decrease in value justified after that announcement and you think it would be a good buy at these levels
1: okay alarm.com holdings inc alarm a l r m is a symbol provides cloud-based interactive security solutions for smart home and business owners it is a two point eight billion dollar company Sales are growing very fast, sixteen percent in the most recent quarter, and that's been its worst quarter in a while. Thirty-five percent before that and twenty-six before that, those quarters before that. So it's doing very well. It's gonna make a dollar forty-seven down a little bit from the from 2019, but then spring back next year to a dollar sixty-two, and it's a fifty-seven dollar stock. So it's kind of expensive. The five year range of P is twenty to sixty-eight, so it's a high growth stock. Therefore, that's why it's expensive. High growth stocks are expensive. That's their nature. So it's growing very fast. They don't have hardly any debt. Return equity is very high at 24%. Strong cash flow. You know, So you you, you got to pay up for these growth stocks if you want. And this is pulled down from 72.5 down to 57 today. It looks like it's trying to find support in this area. It might be a bit early to step in if you're going to buy it. If you own it already, you'll certainly hold on to it. Strong support comes in around $50 fifty dollars a share. 50, 51, somewhere in that range. This is at 57. There's, there's some support here, but not strong support. But it looks like it wants to hold. We'll have to see. Um, I, I like the space. I think the space is very sound. Uh, I think it's got a lot of growth potential uh so i kind of like the company at this level and i I wouldn't worry too much about the pullback to me that just seems like an opportunity opportunity to buy give you a better price to buy that's what i would suggest. even though you got to realize you're paying up for the stock you're paying it's expensive but that's okay it's a gross stock thanks for the call let's go to 10 in washington state 10.
3: hi
0: steve um
3: Really
1: enjoy your show.
3: Thanks for all of the education. To get every day from you. And Thank my, you. My question was on um, Aflac, AFL, A F L. Okay. Real small position in my um, my portfolio right now, but uh, I'm interested in adding some more. Just wanted to see uh, see what you thought about that one.
1: Okay, if you'll hold on after the break, we can talk about it more. I'm getting really pushed here to take a break. Um, but Affleck, everybody, AFL, I think most people see in their commercials. So we're going to pick that up after the break. Uh, okay, I'm going to have, I, I'll, I'll, I'll have to finish uh, that. Uh, I will get to it, I promise. One analyst makes a point that the S&P 500, on average, has made new highs eight days every closing period within 1% of its record. So there's going to be a story about this that we're going to talk about tomorrow. I'm Steve Peasley. to take your questions live at eight 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 ninety nine 99 chart
3: Invest Talk is made possible by KPP Financial, where Invest Talk hosts and KPP principals Steve Peasley and Justin Klein practice parallel investing. That means Steve and Justin's accounts participate with client investments at equal prices and percentages. You can learn more about parallel investing at investtalk.com.
1: Okay, we were talking about AFLAC. Aflac Insurance, Tin, you're still there? Yeah, yeah, I'm here. Thank you for waiting. I appreciate it. I really do. Now, Aflac offers cancer, accident, health, disability, and life insurance in Japan and the United States. Okay, It is a everybody knows the company. It's an insurance company. It pays a three percent dividend yield. Makes money. Has always made money. It's still growing its money. It's growing its money this year. Its earnings this year. It's growing. Next year, they're going to pull back a little bit. But for years now, it's been growing that money pretty steadily. Sales have kind of slowed down. Sales shrank uh, 2% in the most recent quarter. And the stock has uh, not really recovered like most of the other stocks. But uh, at $37.14, it's a really good price with an earnings of $4.47 per share. I mean, that's un- that's like an 8 P.E., now, it doesn't, it's never earned a big high P.E. It never has. Uh, it's between 5 and 13, but it's on the lower end of that P.E. So I think this is a pretty good buy in this area. And I think this is an area that's not going to suffer too much from this COVID thing, even though it suffered a little bit. Uh, but I, I think if you're going to be in a financial stock, this is the kind of financial stock will probably do pretty good. So if you own it, I hold on to it. And this is a pretty decent price to buy it. Right above the 200-day move, uh, the 50-day moving average, but below the 200. Appreciate the call. Thank you. Thank you, Tim. Uh, Let's see. Uh, Let's go. Okay. Let's uh, go to my focus point today. Today concerns a question: Is there more short-term pain ahead for gold and silver? One trader is warning that even though the long-term fundamental picture looks intact, sometimes on Wall Street, when things get extreme. You see a reversal, and that's what he's talking about. Do, do we have an extreme in gold and silver? And one of the ways you know that, I mean, it's not. you can take a look at a chart. You can see how it just spiked up, and, and like from the middle of July to the first part of August, and then you had a pullback. Now it's moving back up. If it fails at that top, it's going to roll over and go down again. But most experts are thinking, uh, most technical experts looking at charts, think it's still, it's way oversold. The relative strength is not, I mean, it's way overbought, and it's just starting to make the correction. Relative strength is weak. Therefore, relative strength with the overall market, therefore, it's probably going to roll over and and go down again. So, and most uh, are showing that they think it's going to go to about, $1,750 $1,750 a share now I, I can understand where they're getting that but I think it's if it is going to fall sharply it might go all the way down to 1700 but I'm not you know these guys are experts well experts are always wrong always I'm not buying into it I think gold and silver might go choppy might have another pullback but I don't think it's something that you should worry about or try to trade. I think you just look at it as an opportunity to finally get into the gold positions you want to get into. What it will do is scare some of the late com- latecomers into gold that they they got into late. It scares them out. What I use, what I call, is the weak hands holding gold and gold mining stocks will will give up real quick, give it back, and I think. That's a mistake on their part, but you know, short term, I think gold probably just have will have trouble going higher. It's just when something moves up so fast, so quick, it usually has a pullback. And I could you could say that exact same thing for the overall market. Exact same thing. Okay, let's go to a call, another call question. This one is a little bit different. It came in early at eight 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 ninety nine chart.
0: Hey, Stephen Justin, love the show. Thanks for all the great knowledge today. I'm calling to get your opinion on prenuptial agreements. I'm not sure how I feel about those moving forward and uh, thought I would use your expertise. Thank you. I'll be listening to the podcast for your information.
2: Thanks.
1: Normally they're not necessary because usually the couple, when you're marrying somebody, you have the same, Social and economic status, because that's usually how that happens. When you need a prenup, it's usually some one of the two, the husband or the wife or whoever, has way more money than the other person. And they don't want to give half it away if there is a divorce. Now, part of me feels, well, wait a minute. If you feel you need a prenuptial agreement, are you sure you love that person enough? A part of me feels that way that's not the practical part that's probably the more romantic part the practical part says yeah you need to protect your you need to protect your assets <laughs> so if you're a really extreme difference in assets between you I, I think it would be a healthy idea to have financially okay last Friday I, I uh, reviewed key anti-monopoly actions from the US history. U.S. Steel, American Tobacco Company, and Standard Oil were all historical significance and monopoly actions. So as we go to break, here's today's trivia follow-up question. Can you name the two marketplace conditions that are closely related to a monopoly, but they are different? I'll have the answer after the break, everybody. But for now, my phone lines are open, and I encourage you to give me some questions. I want the questions. 888-99-CHART
2: Stay ahead of the game in the battle against cyber threats with HackerOne's attack resistance platform. Learn more at hackerone.com. That's H-A-C-K-E-R-O-N-E dot com. Hackerone com.
3: You are listening to Invest Talk every Friday on the program and the podcast. Steve Peasley shares highlights from the newest edition of the KPP Premium Newsletter. Listen Fridays to Invest Talk. And now, Steve and Justin welcome your calls and questions. 888 99 Chart.
1: Okay, before the break, I uh, provided a trivia question Can you name the two marketplace conditions that are closely related to a monopoly but are different? Here's the answer. Okay, first, in case you missed last Friday's show or podcast, let me define a monopoly. A monopoly is exclusive control of a commodity or service in a particular market, or control of that or control that makes possible the manipulation of prices. Okay, so an example, a monopoly that was broken up by the federal government it was AT&T in 1982, and it broke up into 12 Baby Bells systems. Okay, so that was a monopoly by at Want another one? How about Major League Baseball? That's a legal monopoly. Okay, the two market conditions that are closely related are, uh, to a monopoly that are different are a duopoly. A duopoly. Duopoly is a market condition that exists when there are only two sellers. An example can be seen in the passenger fleet jetliner manufacturing business. You have Boeing. And you have Airbus, Duopoly, Boeing's in the United States, Airbus is in Europe. How about an Ogloopy, an (laughs) Ogloopy? An Ogloopy is the market condition that exists when there are few sellers, not two, not three, just a few. And as a result of this condition, they greatly influence price and other market factors. For example, back in the 70s, before the uh, broad penetration of cable TV networks, Oglaopoly existed when the big three TV broadcast networks existed. ABC, CBS, NBC. That was an Oglaopoly. Not sure how to say that, that. Okay, that's your lesson for today. Okay, let's keep moving. As you know, we have listeners all over the country, some of them all over the world. Here comes a question from Florida.
3: Hello Stephen Justin, this is Marty from Florida. Thank you for taking my call. I'm asking what your opinion is on Apple with the scenario of the coronavirus staying status quo and then some sort of stimulus package going to be passed by Congress at some point. What do you feel Apple's dollars will cost will do before the split. Will the price go up or down? And then what do you feel it will do right after the split is complete? Would it go up and down? Thank you for taking my
2: call, and uh, hope to hear from you. Thanks. Bye.
1: Well, that's a hard call. Usually when a split is announced, the stock takes off. And that happened to Apple. When they announced the split, the stock jumped up. It was already rising very rapidly. And Apple's, you know, Apple Computer is approaching $2 trillion market cap. It has a 35 PE. It's growing, it's grew sales 11% last quarter. And the COVID thing has just boosted profits for many of these big tech companies. Okay, and that's probably gonna continue. If the government does pass the stimulus package, uh, all stocks are going higher in my opinion. And I don't see why leadership should change if they pass the stimulus package. There might not be a stimulus package pack, passed, though, not before the election. But if you think about it, what I think the, the Republicans are at a trillion, the Democrats are at three, three and a half trillion. What incentive do the Democrats have to negotiate? And what incentive do the Republicans have to just agree with the Re- Democrats? I mean... You know, for the for the election, they, you know, they get the the Democrats get to blame the Republicans for not paying out more money to you, the people. So make sure you vote for them because they would pay more money out. See, so I don't think they want to lose that position before the election. So I can see it's not coming to an agreement before the election. I can see it being after the election, but not before. So that I mean, we're not that close, you know. We're here we are in August. Election is not till November. So it's still a long way off might might have some some incentive because of that It's so long away. But uh, Apple is awfully expensive everybody. Five year PE range is 10 to 35 and right now it's at 35. So it's just awfully expensive. The new phones coming out though. you got I would wait for a pullback and buy. Personally I think it have an apple on your portfolio is a good idea. Okay, 888-99-CHARTERS, our number, 888-992-4278. Housing starts, spectacular number for July, 22.6% increase over June, which is high also. 1.496 million units, 23% increase from last year. Up 9.4%. Remember, last year was prior to COVID. There wasn't any COVID. So it's up 9.4% back from, from a year ago. Pretty strong. And to put the icing on the cake, permits for new construction up 17% and 23.5% for apartments. 17% for single-family homes and 23.5% for apartments or multi-family homes. Very strong permits, obviously driven by uh, low mortgage rates. That's obviously the driver here. So I'm just saying, uh, I I also think you might be getting a little boost from, I uh, noticed that most of these places are in suburbs, in suburbs, not in big towns, not in big cities. People want to move out avoid the violence so I think that's a trend that's going to continue. I really worry about the big cities. I mean I think a lot of them are going to be carved out. I think the middle class is move, going to be moving out. They're just going to move out. They don't want to, going to They don't want to raise a family in that kind of environment They don't want to be in that kind of environment I think that's going to be an issue and it seems like the big cities are too concerned about that. should be They should be their tax base leaving town. Anyways, you're listening to Invest. talk Steve Peasley. and during these times when social distancing guidelines require most of us to work at home, and I know we are, we were still, I mean, we all got in the office today, um, gathered, and it was kind of unusual. But I'm usually in the office. Justin is usually in the office, but not the rest of the crew. They come in once, twice a week, maybe three times a week. So that's just gonna, that's just the way it is, you know, the building itself is pretty empty. So, if you want us to take a look at your portfolios and you wanna see what we do and help manage and take a look at our programs, go to, just go to investtalk.com, okay, investtalk.com.
3: This is Invest Talk. Good news, Steve and Justin have recorded another rapid fire hour podcast. They take caller questions at a faster pace, but you still get their unbiased answers. In this special bonus show podcast, you'll hear responses to 34 finance and investment questions. The theme of the program concerns market processes, best practices for investors, and explanations of various terms and investment opportunities. So tell your friends, search Google Play, Spotify, iTunes, or investtalk.com for the free August Rapid Fire Hour. Independent thinking, shared success. This is Invest Talk made possible Hi, by Steve Invest, KBB and this is Suzanne Financial.
2: from Michigan. Love your show. I wondered what you thought about Schlumberger SLB. I'm a long-term investor and my purchase was back into I think our seventy-six dollar cost basis and of course you know it's gone way way down it's hard to throw it away and sell because maybe it will come back what are your thoughts on how it looks for the future? Thank you
1: Okay Sean Bourget out of Houston, Texas provides technolo- technological services, project management and information solution- solutions to the petroleum industry worldwide well the problem is, is earnings are tanked uh they i mean the big year was 2014 they made five dollars and 57 cents uh to the next year they're going to make 65 cents this year 53 cents per share so that's a real come down from his price you know at the high uh uh in 2008 19 was 48 dollars way back on when they had the big earnings year it was 118 dollars today it's 19.77 dollars 77 cents. So they make $0. $0.65 a share, it's a 19 almost $20 stock. So is that a good price? I, I think a has, a, has A is not going to go anywhere, personally. And sales in the most recent quarter really tanked heavily because you know oil tanked heavily. They're dependent on the oil industry. And uh, they bottomed about $13, dollars 13 dollars a share. Today they're at 19 is there any kind of impetus to move forward? The worry I would have is that if if uh, Democrats take over the presidency and um, and uh, uh, still, I, I'm sure they're going to keep the House. And even if there's a split Senate, you know, their one of their platforms is to get rid of oil, basically, and that certainly is not going to help Shell. Even though it's a worldwide company, it's a $27 billion company. Even with this low price, it's still a pretty big company. Pays a nice dividend two and a half. I I probably would exit it. I don't think the future looks that bright at this point. For some business. I don't. So I'd probably exit myself. Eight 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 ninety nine chart, eight 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 nine nine two four two seven eight. So Boeing is having its second round of layoffs. Remember in May they laid off seven thousand people. Seven thousand. And you can see why. I mean, everybody knows why. It's no big secret. But they're now offering kind of buyouts to existing employees who they they need to have a certain. They didn't mention how many number of employees they want to shed, how many jobs they want to get rid of. They just said they're offering another round. Um, this will continue to be a problem. It's one of the reasons why I don't want to own airline industry at this point. Because this COVID issue is going to continue to be the problem into next year. It, I think it's going to take several years, maybe five years, before they can recover completely. Because their worry is going to be there next year that COVID is going to come back and airlines are not. Yeah, you know, I, I just think I can't see Boeing's order book of book increasing dramatically anytime soon and, and other airlines are cancelling orders, they're cancelling orders because they don't have the money. So if they're cancelling orders that means they're mothballing certain jets and they've are, they, they have an oversupply, simple supply and demand. So, so I, I kind of think you should stay away from, from the airline industry. I never did like it anyway, so it never has been something I was enamored with ever. Um, I don't like all the unions that disrupt earnings, I don't like them being so dependent on oil prices, which is right now really cheap, and I never liked the, the fact that once that airline took off, that flight took off, your inventory of empty seats was worthless. Have you seen how many people are on the planes these days? I flew up to Washington to visit some relatives for a few days, a couple weeks ago, three weeks ago, and you know, going to, Where did we stop? We stopped to San Francisco, uh, Oakland. Going to Oakland from Long Beach, the plane was not even a third full. Going from Long Beach to uh, Vancouver, uh, the plane was about half full. Airlines can't survive on that kind of of passengers. Just can't. 888-99-CHART. Let's grab another caller question. 888-992-4278.
3: Hey there, I'm a caller from Los Angeles. I wanted to ask a question about when to enter into the market with a large cash position. Back in late 2018, going into 2019, I had always uh, felt
2: that the market was at peak valuation and I had been sitting on the sidelines with a lot of cash, maybe 60% of my portfolio was in cash. And now here we are in all-time highs, August of 2020. So I'm um, wondering if I should start entering the market now to dollar cost average or wait until, um, you know, the market falls in price and becomes a more attractive basis. Anyways, uh, thank you very much.
1: Well, both of those methods are probably good. The problem with waiting for a pullback is we, I don't know, no one knows how and when, how much and when, how much will a pullback be? I can tell you this. The market is overvalued it's at a it's at its old highs which usually acts as strong resistance and so therefore if it was me i would probably not enter new positions yet if the government both sides of the aisle can agree to a stimulus package then i dollar cost average in because who knows where the market's going to go it's going to go higher If they don't come to an agreement which they haven't they're bickering over now which may last for several months i think the market's going to turn much more volatile and we're going to see down volatility just as much as up volatility and i'd wait for that i'd wait for some volatility so it depends if we get an agreement on spending i think then you just got to give up and get in the market you know just get in but there's lots of values out there good places to be in the market. You don't have to buy the overvalued uh, positions. But when the market goes down, everything goes down with it, usually. Anyways, on the next invest talk, this story, will the stock market close at a record high by the end of August? So that's going to be tomorrow. For now, I'm Steve and I'm ready to take your questions live, 888-99 8 8, chart. This
3: is Invest Talk. For serious investors, it's all about achieving financial freedom. That's why the unbiased guidance offered by Steve and Justin is so valuable. The Invest Talk Anytime listener lines are open now, and Steve and Justin welcome your questions. Call 888 99 Chart.
0: Hey guys, this is Ryan calling from Valencia. I had a question regarding a stock
2: I own First Majestic Silver Corp, AG. My cost basis from April was around $7.15 a share, and I really liked it back then due to all the government stimulus. I really liked precious metals and bought a lot then. I want to know what you guys think. Uh, Should I take some profit here, or do you see it keep going up? Thank you, guys. Love the show.
1: Okay, this is uh, First Majestic Silver, Canadian company engaged in the mining and acquisition of silver properties in Mexico. Uh, they're going to make 34 cents a share this year. Well, actually, it's going to be next year. After making 5 cents this year, after making 3 cents last year, as in losing money a number of years before that. So it's $11.99 stock. And the answer would be yes. I would take some profits off the table. They got up to a 14, close to 1450, dropped down to 1150. Now they're 1199. I would take, a, by the way. Reason why I'm suggesting this is because we just talked about this in our meetings today with my guys, and we all agreed that we should just take a little bit off the top our gold positions and silver positions. Yeah, it's a little bit, in some of the programs, so that you know we can, you know, rebalance the portfolios. We have quite a certain programs we have quite a bit of gold and silver. So yeah, I take a little bit off. I would appreciate the call. Thank you. Uh, eight 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 ninety nine chart, eight 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 nine nine two four two seven eight. Lawsuits, don't just love lawsuits. There's lawsuits. Uh, Epic, Epic, uh, uh, gaming, who makes the Fortnite game, is suing both Google and Apple, Apple because both of them dropped, uh, uh, their their games, Epic games, off of their website, off of their, uh, uh pod after their, uh, um. You can't get them through Apple and Google anymore because they are both saying, Apple and Google saying that uh, Epic is not following the rules and not paying the commissions for the apps, for the games that they're supposed to, and Epic's trying to get them to buy, uh, get people to use them direct and bypass. And so uh, Epic sued Apple and Google. And reason why this is important, this is part of the, you know, there's going to be an argument about monopolies, and the Apple, Google, and, and Facebook are all facing uh, monopolistic pressure from Congress already, so this is probably going to accelerate that process. This lawsuit. Okay, so so Epic got booted off. Apple and Google were not paying, trying to go around development restrictions and requirements that Apple and Google has. So I think I think this is just going to speed up the. The process of monopolistic uh, attacks, and you know, to be perfectly honest, their, their accusation of being monopolistic is probably pretty accurate, personally. But, but I think we're going to see that. T- you know, I think it's going to be a really interesting case that the government might join that, join that lawsuit. Interesting. 888-99-CHART. I guess we're running out of time. 888-992-4278. Um, do we have any more talking points? Well, not really, but I did, you know, I just want to re- remind you that the mortgage rates are really, really, really low. If you haven't refinanced, you should, or at least consider it, and they're driving housing. And housing is a major part of our economy because... When you buy a new house, what else do you do? You go buy furniture. You fix up the house. You paint it. You do whatever it is that you want to do, but you're you're producing more economic activity, broadly speaking, over a large... So our economy, when it comes to housing, is pretty darn healthy, and it doesn't look like anything bad is going to happen to it anytime soon. So that's a real positive situation. On the other hand, there's over... Two hundred thousand restaurants that are not going to ever reopen. So the service sector of our economy is still suffering. You have airlines that are not flying nearly as much people. I mean, there's certain big sections of our economy that are still suffering. So it's a matter of it's a matter of time. I just don't know. No one knows how this is going to play out. It's historic. I'm Steve Peasley. Thank you for listening to Invest Talk. I'll return tomorrow. In the meantime, please remember to tell your friends and family members that they can choose from over 100 archived Talk podcasts for free and download for free. You can browse uh, topic titles. You can get free downloads at iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, and InvestTalk.com. Independent thinking, share success, everybody. This is Talk. Good night.
0: InvestTalk is a copyrighted program of Klein Pavlis Peasley Financial, a registered investment advisor, which retains all rights. For more information regarding KPP's investment advisors, call 1-800-557-5461. Steve Peasley is President and Justin Klein, Chief Executive Officer of Klein Pavlis Peasley Financial. They thank you for listening and welcome your comments or questions on our 24-hour listener line at 888-99-CHART.